0: You say forever! <laughs>
1: times the world just needs a hero to help cut through
0: all the noise well now you have to
1: good morning good evening and good after woo y'all are gonna know what oh, i just... oh, do you like that dan do you oh, like that dan look, look that, dan? it's you You're, right out the gate li- you like that You are listening to yet another awesome, amazing, incredible episode of the Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this awesome, amazing group. My name is Steve.
0: We were just talking, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't the guy I was just talking to. So let me try a little bit of that. Uh, What it is, what it was, what it shall be, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dan Ramirez. Welcome to Heroes of Noise. 74 of these bad boys. We are closed, dude. And actually, there's more than that because we do the extra stuff, too. So we're we're really, we're teetering on 100 right now, guys. We're closing in. People, this weekend. Okay, and let me tell you
1: something. Dan is normally right. We're going to do a really loosey-goosey show because Dan had a concert he went to that was pretty um, epic. Um, especially, <laughs> I think the only people that liked the concert more than Dan were black women who could not stop talking about how fine Method Man was. And I was like, okay, can someone make a clip of him rapping maybe? Um, but um, that was the, it was almost like trending that that concert on Shoreline.
0: I will say this, dude, he's on top of his game. I don't know about the fine part. I'll let the ladies decide that or men, whoever, but he's on top of his game still. Dude, it was killing it.
1: For me, I've always liked Meth. M- M- I thought he was always great. I thought he was always a shining star in Wu-Tang. I just was like... I hadn't heard him for so long that in my brain he might have lost a step, but you're saying that he did not lose and people we're going to do a Lucy Goose because Dan went to a, a like a legendary concert and he told me, Dan is normally right. He said, "Steve, you may want to go to this one." And I'm like, "Yeah, me too." Mhm. Yeah, sure for sure. Now I'm in one ear in, out the in, other. in one I should have freaking went. Dan, can you tell When will you learn to take me seriously, man? I you, you ain't no joke. <laughs> See what I did there?
0: Yeah, you're just cool. with this moment, man. I got to catch up to that.
1: <laughs> Listen, okay, Dan, so tell us from jump, you get picked up, how are you feeling on the way to this con- What happens? Give us the rundown of this concert, dude. All
0: right, so I went with Sean from Horribly Awkward Podcast, and we met Chris from Attention Deficit Order Radio in Mountain View, Okay. I did the driving. So Sean shows up at my house around 1230. Actually, not around 1230 on the nose and we're out. So it was weird, too, man, just to kind of give you the I don't know what it was like. We had a really good conversation the entire time. Right. Yes. And I think that's what was throwing me off because I have made this trip. Gosh, 30 years. I think I've been doing this trip. And in that trip, I made one, two, three, four wrong turns, like four didn't take the exit. Had to go for her. it was weird. So I think that I I think I'm a uh, I'm giving credit to Sean on that one because like we just talked the entire time. It was a great write up. So we get there. We meet Chris in the Century 16, I believe it is parking lot. It was like a drug deal or something. We meet in this parking lot. He's just hanging out in the bushes waiting for us. We go have a drink at this bar because we're waiting. We're like super early. Right. And we decide, all right, let's go. And we're going to head to the parking lot, go to the parking lot. We're probably the first of maybe 20 cars. That's not a lot when you consider the the, the size of this parking lot. True, there. but we get there and we start recording. And if you guys want to hear that, that'll be at the end of the Attention Deficit Order Radio podcast as well. I don't know when we're gonna. We're probably gonna end up doing some kind of a recap on horribly awkward maybe this weekend. So there's more to come on that. But if you want to hear that recording, it's at the end, I believe, of the AT- ADO Radio this week's episode, which is their 400th episode, by the way, dude. Is that crazy? What? 400 episodes, dude. Eight years nonstop. I'm impressed, to be quite honest with you. 400? Yeah, they have 17 seasons. Good grief. Yeah, I know. I kind of like uh, sat on that one for a while, too, and pondered that. Because here we are at 74. Can you imagine us? Like 400? I don't know, man. I don't know if we'll make it at this point. We'll see. So we get there. We start recording. We record for about an hour. Okay. Can I rewind real quick? Sure. Tell me about the drive. Well, Steve, we were doing around uh, 75. No, I'm saying, like, what'd y'all talk about and stuff? You know, honestly, we just got to know each other because we really only know each other from the show. And then that one time that we hung out, right? So we just kind of got to know each other, man. We talked about a lot of shit that I honestly wouldn't talk about on the podcast. We really got to know each other as people. So a lot of personal stuff was said. But I did find out that Sean... Is a bit of a recording artist.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a
0: minute. <laughs> He's probably gonna get pissed that I said that. But no, he showed me probably I don't know, maybe six, seven tracks. He raps, dude. And he makes his own he beats. He raps and he makes his own beats. Oh, uh, does he wanna see your does he wanna see your boy right now, Jay?
1: Does he wanna come over and see your boy? I don't know, man. I think you guys might have to collab. I'm sorry, what is called? Oh, short for collaborate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been waiting. Thank this you. dude goes to Wu-Tang and he's like, I don't know, man. You might have to hit on some tracks at Khaleesi. I'm like, oh, man, this dude came back from...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just breaking down the word halfway and figured I would wait for your snarky comeback. <laughs> but that was it, man. We just... Got- oh, I love this We show. got to know each other, man. That's really it. Like, honestly, we talked a lot of stuff personal that i would not bring up on this podcast at least on this version of the podcast and same with him if you can give him to send me some tracks i would love it dude well maybe you should reach out to him on that thing they call the internet i'm so not used to just having to be able to do that we've been doing this three years between the two shows and you're just grasping that concept
1: no it's just like uh, a year and a half ago if we wanted to get in touch with people that we talked to we'd have to go through weird who like loops and who jumped through hoops to get them to respond. Now we could just, we like have people that we like that we know.
0: It's still weird to me, and I love it. That's how I met him. I reached out to him because he was another Fresno podcaster. That was really where it started. And you know, yes. we've been bullshitting ever since. But it was the first time that the three of us actually got to hang out in physical form. You know what I mean? And it was cool. I had a really good time with those guys. They're all very nice guys. We had a blast. I think I joined the Too Much Fun Club that evening a little bit. But other than that, <laughs> It was cool. And we had to actually drive back. So I didn't really join the too much fun club, but I had to kind of like chill out after I was like, oh, this sun's getting to me, man. I got to I got to stop. My words are disappearing. <laughs> it was one of those nights. Here's,
1: a, here, here's my question, dude. Um, when you're driving down there, is yeah. part of you saying, I just want to get to know these guys or is a piece of your Dan mind thinking we should record this?
0: Well, that's definitely the case. We already talked about it ahead of time, but I have to use this Zoom recorder for its real purpose sometime, right? So I brought the Zoom H5, and it sounded really good. I was actually surprised. Had a little bit of wind difficulty, but you know the kid. I had the little the little wind, you know, the little like penis head thing you put on top of the microphone. Oh, for sure. But you you did that at Halloween Horror Nights, and it sounded fine. No, we didn't use real microphones at Hollywood Horror Nights. I
1: know. Oh, you use real mics. I use XLR
0: mics in this thing. We had three mics plugged in. Oh,
1: that's interesting. I I thought it sounded good with the, because every time I've seen it used like on YouTube, they're always just using the mic that's on it and they use it like a microphone. Like they put it to their mouth, then to the other person's mouth. And I'm like, man, that sounds amazing.
0: Well, we tried that at Halloween Horror Nights and it didn't go so well, which is why none of the audio actually came out. All of the ambient sound, like when we go into the haunted houses and things like that, sounded fantastic. But our conversations, you couldn't even really hear them.
1: And and so you guys did. a... I know you guys did a quick parking lot podcast. Now, were you one of the first on the lawn? Because twenty cars is nothing, dude.
0: Well, I mean, more cars got there by the time we were done. You know, it was time. Oh. We, you know, they opened up the gates and we walked in. But going to the shoreline amphitheater, so many years, I'm used to walking in in the places. You got to find your spot. Like you have to sort of. Oh, is it a sign? Me in between people. Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> yes, hello. <and no. laughs> The lawn is not really assigned. Dude, you can get right to the front. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, though, they have this thing where they're doing parking lot upgrades. Excuse me. Not parking lot. We were in the parking lot when I found out about the upgrade. Sorry. That's what I meant. It's a lawn upgrades. So for like 25 extra bucks, they're just putting out. They have these rent-a-chairs. They're like 10 bucks. And, but they have a row of maybe one, two, three, four, maybe six rows or something like that of rent-a-chairs that's all reserved and, and like blocked off at the very bottom of the grass. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. We were going to do it, but we decided not to.
1: Oh, dude, I would have been all over that.
0: I got to be honest with you. It really wasn't that bad because there's screens. So we had a really good spot. We were higher up on the grass. So you can see everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: And also, I would probably spend my whole time
0: standing because I just want to, uh,
1: you know, you're jamming. Y'all are probably all standing and like jamming like, yeah,
0: that's the thing. So it really wasn't worth it. But we did look into (laughs) Sean was like, hey, man. I'm going to go and check out the upgrades because I think that we can get down there for maybe like, you know, because there's like stage, then level one, then level two. Then there's like a walkway and then the grass. So he was like, I'm thinking we can get down to level two for just a like a limited amount of money. But they were kind of promoting that a lot. And he had never been there before. So quite honestly, I think he might have got a little discombobulated walking around there because it's it's, it's not. It's a massive place. dude. It's massive, but it is not massive. But I could see the point because there a lot of people did end up showing up to that show. So he was like, "Ah, I went over there and just I didn't wasn't even sure where to start. The lines were crazy. So we were like, that's fine. We were totally fine with it. I'll tell you one thing, though, man, and I mean this. I think I told you this, but no hyperbolic statements whatsoever. That was literally the most weed I have ever seen and smelled at a concert before. It was crazy. Like there, you know, you think about it. You're in an outdoor amphitheater, right? And we're at the very top, (laughs) and there's you could see like a cloud, like a just haze of smoke. Covering the entire amphitheater. And I'm not exaggerating. It was crazy. There was one point where I was like, can we go 10 seconds without... I mean, it wasn't bugging me. But it was like, can we go 10 seconds without smelling some form of it? Impossible. And it was a really, like, trippy vibe, too. Like, it was more white people than black people at that show.
1: Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. For sure. Especially considering the place. Yes. Because I know, like, you know... I guarantee, since you've been to a million concerts, you've been to a million concerts at a million venues... You'll be able to look at the venue and be like I know what crowd's going to be at what concerts.
0: Something's happened There's... though. And what do you mean? Chris made me aware of that. Well, I mean I I've gone a couple of times. I think the last time I was on the lawn at Shoreline was probably 2016 for the Foo Fighters. Yes. And I'm sure it was happening at that time, but by the time we got there the place was packed and we, you know, we were feeling no pain. But something's happened. That area right there, because everyone keeps moving into that area. Google is right next door. It's literally next door to the store. Oh, it's theater. the gentrification. Dude, it is like dot central. Or mm-hmm. like like everyone there are like hipsters. The upper level and the lower level, yeah. that was all like expensive seats. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of, I don't want to say douchebaggery because everyone was super cool. Like the vibe there was fantastic. but. Yes. There was a lot of like, hey, look at me kind of people there. Of course. <laughs> you know of what course. I mean? And that's the one thing yeah. that I noticed like, okay, so that's changed. So that has changed. And then the reserve lawn thing has changed since I've been there last.
1: Yeah. It also, it, I think that like if you're, if you're doing a concert, they did it there on purpose because they knew the douchebags would come and sell it out without a shadow of a doubt. Normally, I mean, if, you, if De La Soul and Wu Kang wants like their hardcore fans. They're going to do it somewhere else. And you'd probably see the venue and you'd be like, I've been there. And yes, that is totally, totally a De La So Wu-Tang Rakim venue. That's more of the, but also you got to understand where else could they go when I'm really being real? Wu-Tang pulls fans, dude. Like they can do a festival. So if you have Wu-Tang and the God MC Rakim and De La
0: Soul, like where could they do that? No, it's the perfect venue. I think it's like 20, 22,000 people. It wasn't sold out, but it was pretty damn close by the end of the night. So I think that was the perfect venue. It wasn't sold out? No, but it was close, dude. Very close. Oh,
1: man. I thought they sold out.
0: Put it this way, bro. There was enough people there for me, like on the lawn, because, you know, we're there. We have all, we have probably like a, I don't know, maybe like a 10 foot space either way. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're just kind of like posting up and trying to keep that ours. And we were like, oh, this is going to be easy because no one was showing up yet. And they didn't start showing up until after, well, probably like when Eric, Eric B Rakim came on. That's when they started showing up. Who opened? Up. Uh, well, oh God. What was his name? I want to give this guy credit. He wasn't bad, dude. Like, he came out and he was an unknown guy. It was like King, I want to say it was like King Kamala or something like that. Like, I'd never heard of him before. But he came out and he's like, you guys are going to know who I am by the time I leave. And wrong. I don't remember. You do name. not know. Wrong. Who you are. <laughs> <Wrong>. <laughs> we were like in the back. Going, wrong. wrong. <laughs> no, but he was good, dude. Like, don't get me wrong. Like he, he wasn't um, like I wasn't rushing to go find his album or anything like that. But he had energy and he was really trying to get the crowd amped up and what he had to work with. I was a little impressed with him. I gave him credit for it, but I couldn't tell you one song he played or anything like that. Then he was followed by The Far Side. And Farside was good, but they only did, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay, smartass. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And
1: so King Kamal first comes out, and then it's Farside. Right. And when they, anna- now, do they do the whole in-between, there's like a DJ playing song that takes like 20 minutes for the next person to come? Uh,
0: yes. That's what they were doing. Oh, that guy's uh. name was, no, but he wasn't bad. But what was his name? God. I really wasn't planning on talking about these guys. I bet you he was like, ladies and gentlemen, you may
1: not know who I am, but after my DJ set, I can promise you, you will go home knowing exactly my name. And Dan's like, I don't know who you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like, you know, he had a weak ass name like Jay Velasquez or something like that. That's a strong name. I mean, that's a strong name if you're saying, hi, I'm Jay Velasquez, but that's not a strong name if you're a DJ. Come correct, man. I like the
1: Velasquez. I do like that, Jay. Jay Velasquez. Uh, it, you
0: know what? Honestly, that's not my genre, so probably it's just fine. But, like, I don't mean genre, but, like. G- so it wasn't jazzy, like Jazzy Jeff up, picking... up there or nothing yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yes. Exactly. It wasn't, like, a real okay. flashy name. Like, I think his name was okay. literally Jay, Jay Velasquez or Hernan, whatever okay. that was. Very plain name. But anyway, yeah. So side came on. And this is the one thing that I noticed. And this is going to go all the way through De La Soul there was a lot of showboating, a lot of time stalling, a lot of say ho. Okay.
1: Oh, I can't stand that, Jay. Oh. And
0: that fucking went on for way too long. But
1: they got to keep them engaged, though, because it's going to be a long show. But
0: this, like, the amount of say ho's that De La Soul did in that kind of stuff, when I say this, you say that, probably, like, no exaggeration, like, Chris and I were talking about that. Like, they could have done, like, three more songs. Wow. But anyway, we're talking about The far side right now. So side comes out, they played Your Mama. I know that one. That was on the first album. Played a song called Illusions. They had some song that I'd never heard of before. I'm assuming it's new. It sounded like when an old band does something new.
1: Oh, I don't like that.
0: Yeah, it was okay. Like, honestly, there still wasn't a lot of people left, and we were enjoying the uh, sights and sounds and what else on the lawn. So we <laughs> we were really not paying that much attention, but it was cool. You hear Spandau Ballet's True. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you guys going to do? And then they just butchered the shit out of that. But afterwards, they did Soul Flower. They did one more unknown song. And then they closed strong with Running and Passing Me By.
1: Someone put Running up on Twitter so I could watch that. I watched that whole song.
0: Yeah, I think that was Sean that did that, if it was the same one. Maybe you saw something else, but Sean did that too. And it sounded good, but I didn't really, it was It was just weird. It was like, it didn't quite hit me until Passing Me By came on. And then I was just like, you know, rapping the song with them and everything. And it was cool. Then they just went away. So I went, all right, cool. Thanks, Farsight. And then we get old Jay Velasquez again. Now I did send you a picture and I did put something on the Facebook group too. So if you guys want to hear one of their songs, I don't even remember which one I did.
1: That was one of the times where I got, um, Melissa was next to me when I got that. And all, she, she was kind of just like, I told you, I told you to get our ticket so we could go to that. She
0: did. You told me. Yeah. She was like, I said, why aren't we going? We need to be there. And I was like, yeah, me too. What are we doing? You could have gone that day and only spent probably like 35 bucks a piece to get in. Gee, I would. Okay, here's here's what makes me so mad. It was
1: for me, my mommy was like, but you're the biggest De La Soul fan. For that alone, you should have won just to see De La Soul. I was like, you're freaking right. I had their posters and everything.
0: I'll tell you this, man, before I really start talking about them. I mean, I'm just going to give you the set list and it's going to be brief, but um, I would wait to see them. Until you can see them headline. Like, I don't know if it was really worth it. I want all their songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want
1: all of them. Right. All of them.
0: They did eight songs.
1: Oh, uh, and you know what's funny? Everybody, this is Dan. Dan made a I was like Dan. Because um, we were talking about, remember a few, like two weeks ago, we were talking about who could fill what venue. Right. And I said, do you think De La would do well just doing three feet high tour? And Dan was like, oh, yeah. Like they would probably sell out a lot of play.
0: I think do you think they could do Shoreline doing three feet high and rising? By themselves? No. Oh no. You could tell by the amount of people that were there for them. There was a lot of people, but in, you know, the grand scheme of things, there wasn't that many people for them. Dang. Like I said, people didn't really start showing up until Eric B and Rakim.
1: Okay, so they weren't okay, so go for it. Give me the their set list.
0: All right, so Daylock comes on and they did something oh. that I'd never heard of before. I don't even know if I would consider it a song. It was just a lot of, like, they were trying to get the crowd amped up. You know what I mean? That goes on for a couple minutes. Then they opened up with, like, when they started playing their songs, The Grind Date.
1: Oh, The Grind Date! That's my they did. cut!
0: <laughs> they did Ooh. They did Potholes in My Lawn. We knew that one was coming. And oh, I think come that's what I sent then. to you. I'm pretty sure I sent Potholes in My oh, Lawn. Oh, come on, Dan. Uh, they did Much More. Much More that We Got Insta. Right. Just for... That's my cut,
1: baby! Yep, that's the one. And then they did stakes is High. Steak. Oh, oh, come on, dude. Bow, 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 bow. Oodles of O's. Oodles and oodles and oodles of O's. Oodles and. Damn, I'm getting mad.
0: And then the last song they did was Me, Myself and I. Dan,
1: they did Steaks is High?
0: Yeah, man. When that sample started, did people go crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Every, that's when they, people started kind of get. Oh, okay. They Like you started feeling the energy a little bit more. And what I'm saying is the energy was fine the entire time, Steve, but it was a weird energy, man. Like we live in a time. <laughs> you, you were not feeling <laughs> No, no, no. Like on the lawn, it was really positive energy, right? Everyone was in a great mood. Yes. And I will say one thing. Wu-Tang fans are as loyal as Maiden fans when it comes to wearing their gear. Like I felt out of place. I didn't have a Wu-Tang shirt on everyone had Woo shit on, dude. It, it was cool. Like Iron Maiden does that too. When you walk into an Iron Maiden concert, you definitely know you're there because that's all you see is Iron Maiden shirt. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Wu-Tang Clan. And I was going to buy a shirt too, man, and they were just kind of whack. They were like 35 bucks, and there was nothing special. Like any of those shirts, you could get a Hot Topic. Oh, really? I was like, ah, it's not worth it. Yeah, I like tour shirts. I'm that, I'm that clown that wants to buy the tour shirt that says Shoreline Amphitheater this date on the back or something. That's just what I do. Uh, there wasn't any of that there, so I didn't buy anything. Eric B and Rakim had a dope shirt and I was going to get it, but it was white shirt. And I always drop some shit on my white shirt. So I didn't do it. Oh, smart. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm a messy guy. So, but it was weird, man. Getting back to like what I'm calling the energy of the crowd. It was very, I want to say almost bohemian. Like.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Like people were, there was a lot oh, of white people folks that, with dreads. Uh, yeah, there was definitely some of that. But there was a lot of people that were like filming themselves artistically, like dancing. Oh the sun. no, geez! It was like a fucking Instagram. No, festival I can't do that. I don't know, but they seemed like they were having so much fun. Of course. So for me, when I go
1: see them, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, But for me to say that, like I actually said it in my head and I was like, oh, look at you, you old curmudgeon. Like, let them, like they're, they're having a fantastic time. You can see that. That's true. But it was like, picture like some Apple commercial, like the new iPhone, the new iPhone camera. And you see like kind of hippie looking not really hippie but just long flowy summer dresses and shit and they're all like uh-huh. dancing slow motion in front of the camera and the, the sun yes. it was that kind of shit that's the best okay. way I can explain it but they were all okay. having a good time but it was it was very much a hey look at me kind of crowd but there there was nothing wrong with that like everyone was cool there was no douchebags there was no one that was trying to pick fights with anybody that's a plus, that's a plus. I'm sure there were lots of drunks walking around but there weren't like which was weird it wasn't me for for once I had one beer the entire time that I was there because I was driving you know but it was, I um, know, <laughs> right? What do you want to fucking metal, Dan? You had one beer because <laughs> I was driving. You know, I'm I'm, I'm responsible. Because you know, I gotta, you know, I got people in the car. I gotta get home. <laughs> I didn't know. Did you drive your car? Yes. Oh, the SUV. Yes, yeah, yeah. Drove the Toyota there.
1: Look at this guy.
0: Very practical
1: car. Good it on is mileage. A very, I'm sure you had both hands at the
0: top of the wheel. I don't, like I don't do does. that that often, dude. Okay. You've driven with me literally one time, and okay. I was driving. Okay, we're gonna go back to it for just a quick second. <laughs> I was driving a car that mm-hmm. was not rented to me. Yes, my name's not on that whatsoever. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever, Steve. Get out of here. Dude, you go you, straight to hell. I mean,
1: man, I was like, well, if they left now, they'll get there by tomorrow with them driving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here! I was doing over eighty the entire time. I, you you weren't. You were G. Yes, I was. You,
1: I was looking at it. And I was like, Why "Oh, is you're the talking about, so
0: slow? dude! I had your. I, I'm not even going to go into this. <laughs> we already, we already fucking rehashed Halloween yes. last week. Yes. Now so you think we've already covered
1: this? Being real, did you need the directions to the shoreline, or have you been there so many times? That's what were I'm
0: like, saying. No, I've been there so many times. That's but, crazy. But I go. No, it's it's. I mean, it's right off the 101. But I go San Francisco. This is like boring stuff. But I usually take 99 all the way." As far as I can go. So like there's this one fifty two, you have to go that through that weird like, split. You gotta go through Pasarobas and Pacheco Pass and Gilroy and all that stuff. And for some reason I'm just blah, 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 talking away. And he's like, Aren't we supposed to go that way? I'm like, Oh shit. So yeah, I had to turn him back around and I probably still could have done it, but you know, I never traveled with him. I didn't want him to be like, oh man, this dude's gonna make me late. How long
1: did it, did it take? Was it a detour for real?
0: Uh, it wasn't a detour. It was just I had to do a U turn and get back on the freeway. And then. Oh, I, I thought you just kept going. No, no, I just went to the next exit and turned back around. Uh, oh, you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. What were you asking me? <laughs> I was saying, I was
1: saying, uh, we were talking about De La Soul's set list. And I said, Hey, do you think De La Soul can do a three feet high in rising? And it went from shoreline to.
0: Yeah, uh, we just. Yeah. <laughs> back to it. I thought you were bringing r- it back. Don't do that to me. Don't turn me in a direction and I'll just like keep walking. Where the fuck am I? I'm lost now. Okay. So Jay Velasquez <laughs> after De La Soul. Yeah. I think and it was Jay Velasquez. Some shit like that. I Yeah. This is
1: jacked. It might as
0: point. well have been. And so
1: after he does his next DJ set, which is like what?
0: 10 minutes between. Yeah. Something like that. Nothing too crazy. And then Eric B and Rakim came out. Oh my God. And it turns out I don't know as many songs as I thought I did. Don't get me wrong. I knew the songs, but I didn't know the lyrics to them. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, every time they kept playing them. So I got to do some studying on Eric B and Rakim, man. But they opened up with Move the Crowd and then uh, My Melody. Oh, come on, G. Come on, G. Then I Ain't No Joke, followed by Steve, Don't Sweat the Technique. Don't Sweat the Technique. Yeah, I'm leaving this for you. And then uh, Guess Who's Back? Then they did Microphone Fiend.
1: Which is crazy that he did that at 50 and some
0: change. You know, he was doing a lot of like back and forth with the crowd though. I think he was catching his wind.
1: Well, no, I think he That's what I'm saying. I don't think I think he was saying if y'all knew the songs, which Dan did not. Did anyone in your
0: crew know the songs? No, not really. Don't get me wrong, like I said I knew the songs, but I didn't know them as well as I thought I did. You were pumped to see him live. Though. Yeah, it was he was great. Okay, good. I wish I would have been down there for him cuz all the energy it was weird like you know, the opening acts, sometimes it's hard to capture the lawn's yes, attention. Yes. But downstairs, man, they were getting it. So I wished I was down there for that.
1: So anyway. All right. So a- after. After Eric. Oh,
0: yeah. After ahead. Microphone Fiend, it was Eric B as president. Of and course. then I know you got soul. Followed mm-hmm. by Juice. Know the ledge. I got enough to go around. Know the ledge. And then uh, follow the leader, which was all acapella. And then it was he. And then he oh, closed my- with paid in full.
1: Of course.
0: We need to close them.
1: That's a strong set. Very strong. And so now everybody's like, the next, by this time it's dark.
0: It's getting there. Yeah. Like at the Shoreline, that last act before the main act gets the screens. So the sun was starting to go down and you were starting to see him. And then by the time he was off, you could see the full screen.
1: You guys are ready for Wu Tang now.
0: Yeah. And now just everywhere, all you hear is Wu Tang, Wu Tang everywhere. It was really cool. Tell me how they introduced the Wu Tang clan. They did some like Wu Tang, kind of like old school, you know, that kind of shit. And then Rizza comes out and he's just getting the crowd hype and he starts calling them off one by one. And then they open up with Bring the Ruckus and the fucking place just exploded, dude.
1: Who got the biggest
0: applause in the introduction? I mean, I, I guess I would have to say Meth got the most, of course. Of course. But after that, but it was all pretty even. You know what I mean? And then, um, one spring, the ruckus came on, dude. It just erupted. I would think Ghostface got super love. They all got super love. That's the thing. Seriously, the crowd never really let up from that point on. But what I was going to say is, here's the thing with the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, whoever did their sound over them. So by the time that the Ooh, bass, yeah, that's the it was own, like... Yes, dude. And it was yeah. drowning out vocals. It was hard to kind of focus on the song. Like, you knew the song, but it was a little bit hard to focus on the song because it was just like... you mm-hmm. You're hearing. Oh, dude, that's impossible. That. Yeah, dude. So yeah.
1: It was a, they didn't do the soundtrack correctly. And also, a lot of times they do the soundtrack and soundcheck and they don't take into consideration the bodies that are now going to be
0: muffling a lot of the stuff. Right. And you need someone really good at that. It's just kind of weird, though, because the entire set sounded fine. All the other bands sounded fine. Or groups, rather, sounded fine. It was just that when they came on, it was so like there was just one point. I think it was was a day. La Soul. Or maybe it was Eric being and Rakim, but they just did this like boom, like this bass, the kind of bass you feel in your gut. you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but that was on the lawn. And I'm like, oh, shit, like that's really loud. I hope that they get that right. And sure enough, it was just a little bit too loud for Wu-Tang Clan. It's not really, I guess I can't say that it didn't take away from the show, but if they would have had that just a little more mixed or maybe it just sounded really good down below, it was just a little bit hard to focus on the songs, just a tiny little bit.
1: One thing I do know is that Sean, I remember when we were watching a movie, it had a hip hop song in it and he knew it. It did be like, oh, he knows that old school hip hop, that 90s hip hop. So I know that he probably knew all the words to all the Wu-Tang songs.
0: I think so. I think so. He was like, uh, he was tripping out on the crowd. Like, I don't think I'm really giving out too much information. But if you listen to the uh, recording that we did in the parking lot, he does not like big crowds. So he was kind of like, yeah, he was finding his bearings. Let's just say that the entire time. He finally kind of locked in. But for a while, I think he was getting a little bit of the anxiety. He just doesn't like big crowds. And he's never really been to a show that big before, from what I understand. Oh, really? Yeah. He's been to little or like, smaller shows, but I don't think he's ever seen anything like that before.
1: Well, the, the thing is, for me, like I remember uh, when I first saw, when we went to Staples to see Prince, that was the biggest crowd I had been in. And I was like, this is a lot of people like I'll, when they show the lights coming on you're like oh my and then after that i was like well that's huge but then when i saw paul mccartney at dodger stadium i was like oh this is a big freaking crowd and so i think some people don't really like that groove at all you seem to like you you went to go see billy joel and all this. so you're like oh yeah it's fine for you i could see how some people be like yeah i don't like this
0: yeah i could see it being a lot I do have a little bit of audio if you want to hear yes. I have some Eric. Yes. Right, here's, here's a little bit of Eric B. and Rakim. Here we go. It's not a lot, just a little bit. Yeah.
1: And the thought takes place uptown. Break it up. Break
0: them up. Break it up. Break it up. And then I got a little bit of woo, not a lot. Because I was just so I just stopped filming and I was just watching the show for them. I was just like sort of in awe of being there watching them. I don't know. I, I let myself slip. But Sean did, and I also saw Sean filming everything, and I think that's where I was like, eh, I'll just get it from him. So obviously ODB couldn't be there, right? So yeah. they, they are doing, they're bringing his son out. And his son is doing okay. all the ODB parts, you know? And it's like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, it's really not that. <laughs> this is going to piss people off. Yeah, I guess it's really not that hard to do because all you got to do is yell and know the lyrics.
1: I'm not a big ODB
0: person. I mean, I think he was honestly the, one of the uh, most charismatic of the crew, but he certainly wasn't the most talented.
1: No, he was just, he was just, I mean, and I get, I get everyone needs that person in their group. Like, remember, I think like Busta Rhymes was that for leaders of the new school, (laughs) like Busta was him, was that. And we all knew that's going to be a special person. I think we all knew back then Busta was going to be a special person. I think that's what ODB was. Do you think Busta's too big to be on an opening set? cuz Busta has hit after hit after hit after hit.
0: Nowadays, I think he is sort of like set for the opening set. Really?
1: I Even so. with Put Your I don't think anybody on that stage has a, has hits as big as him. He not no one has a put your hands where my eyes can see on that on that stage.
0: Do you think that back in the day he was roided up? Uh Buster? Yeah. Like when like as in
1: like in 2001 when he got ripped? Yeah, right around there. Uh yeah, he definitely did something because when I saw him, I'd be like, whoa, and now it's all kind of big. Exactly. Just
0: fat. Now you yeah. see him and he's got that weird look about him that looks like people that don't do steroids anymore.
1: Exactly. He used to be like he was during the um during uh uh um the Genesis. The Genesis he was ripped. He got big. Um but yeah, everyone would see him and be like, just like Timbaland now. And then like Dr. Dre now.
0: Yeah. I saw like, a picture Man. of Timbaland the other day, I'm like, oh shit. That guy got huge.
1: Dre is humongous. Yeah, he's he Doctor Dre man. is humongous, dude. You don't and think so? That we,
0: he's uh, he's doing of that. Of course though, he is.
1: is. You think yeah, so? Of course he is. Because at remember at f- he's fifty and some change. Yeah, your testosterone goes low, so he could just say it's testosterone like therapy. But yeah, they're pumping them because you're you at that age, your body doesn't
0: do that anymore. Yeah, man.
1: But I i mean, I can't hate on that. Like, if I was old enough and I wasn't like working, I'd do it too. It's gonna shrink What's your up? nuts up, dude. You gotta be careful. Hey, bro, at that point, man, I'm a billionaire. I could just buy new nuts.
0: You're gonna buy, get some nudicles? Look at these nuts. <laughs> the biggest nuts you ever seen. Oh, and by the way, we talked about this. I was disappointed, dude. We did leave early, like a couple of songs, which was smart. What? But just a couple. Just, dude, you gotta understand the way that the parking lot works there like if you you would have been stuck you make sacrifices yeah (laughs) if you want to sit in the parking lot for like an hour and a half to two hours sometimes you just like leave at the last song yeah you want to get out you got to get the jump i've done that for Uh, years you know but they did not play bring the pain i was a little disappointed because they've been playing it on all the other ones perhaps i shouldn't have said anything got cocky Oh, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't, you know what, when you said that they would play that, I'm like, I would think that they would only do Woo song. No, no, no. Let me, let me say it again. They've been playing it on the tour. They just didn't play it for whatever reason. And I think it might've had to do with the, the, I think that Shoreline has a certain shutdown time. So it could have been like the time that they were allotted. So the previous night or a couple of nights before that, they did 22 songs. They only did 19 this time. Do they do any ghost solos? On the other set? Hold on. I'll check real quick. Because I would have been like, why does he get a solo thing and we don't? They did Ice Cream by Ray in which they there did. There
1: it is. Okay. okay and then okay, they
0: okay. also did Fourth Chamber by Jizza.
1: Okay. That makes oh, nothing well, but ghosts. talk about
0: Jizza for a second. <laughs> oh, the genius. I don't know if you remember me talking about this. Did you ever watch the documentary of Mike's and Men?
1: I watched part of it. I, haven't, I, didn't, I wasn't able to go back to it. But I was in, like, for the little I saw, I was like, oh, Dan's right. Like I would just get sucked into the, I would just get sucked into this freaking documentary, dude.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of Genius or Jizza on there, but he looks. I've seen his
1: documentary. I've seen the the documentary on him.
0: Oh yeah, dude. You know, he just, and it's it's the way it is. I mean, they're all aging, but he just looks the oldest out of them. And there was one part, God, I wish I would have had that on video (laughs) because we all just stopped and looked at each other like, what just happened right now? It was like one of those things where the music's bumping and then like, Jizz is gonna close the song out a cappella for one part. Oh. And I don't even remember what song it was now, man. But he was just he went. <laughs> it was just like what? He, he completely forgot the lyrics. And he just would made this like <laughs> thing. And he just was wow. like, and it was like a close up of his face. Imagine if he would have actually hit the mark. You know what I mean? They would have stuck the landing, it would have looked cool because it was just oh, his face no. hitting the last lyric. But he completely botched it, man. And everyone was just kind of looking around like, what happened? Was that supposed to happen right now? (laughs) It was not supposed to happen right there. It was funny, though, man. Like he, It was like, did he just stroke out? Like, what exactly happened to Jizzo right there? So it just kind of goes to show that, I don't know. I don't want to say he doesn't have it anymore because he did a good job. But it was just that one point where I think he was just like, oops. (laughs) Well, remembering a a whole album is hard, dude. For sure. I've seen so many bands forget the lyrics. It's not a big deal. It just looked really funny because, like, that was his moment. <laughs> he just I did it. not know that it was. I was only 15 when this album came out. Jeez, Louise, dude! On that, you know they've been around for a long time. So this is what Meth ended up saying. This is the part of the show where we jump. Now, I know some of you have been with us since day one. That means y'all the same age as us, and your knees ain't the same. <laughs> you can't jump like you used to and shit. How many people out here was born in the '70s? How
1: many people out here was born in the 80s?
0: That's a whole lot of crack babies, crack babies, crack babies. How many people out here were born in the 90s? I feel sorry for your music. Anyway,
1: ladies and gentlemen, this record, when we jump, you jump. When we jump, you jump. One thing I will say about Wu-Tang, they created a thing. We weren't talking really about branding, except for Public Enemy, maybe. They had that, you know, they had the um, Target.
0: Right, that militant thing.
1: Yeah, but we weren't talking, like, you don't have to put Wu-Tang on something if you have the sign. You don't even have to put their name. And it's for people who don't even like Wu-Tang, they'll know what that is.
0: That is a pretty genius thing. You know what's really cool? Speaking of the logo, we had talked about this when I reviewed it. How the guy that did their logo got paid maybe two hundred bucks or something like that. Uh huh. And he was just like, "Oh, if I'd have known, right? (laughs) If I'd have known." They find—I don't know if they finally. He maybe he's been around the whole time, but I thought it was really cool that they are paying him back. Like he was their DJ.
1: Oh wow! I didn't know he was their
0: DJ. Yeah, that's really dope. So that's really like, dope. We can't get you back on that two hundred dollar deal, but we can definitely get you some tour money or something like that. I'm sure, I'm sure he appreciated it. You know what I mean? And the weird thing
1: is, he uh, Riza took the long road in this nerdy thing where he kind of was a nerd back in the day, and it's paying off now with like film roles and all this. He, like he kept that energy; he didn't change for anybody.
0: Yeah, he's knocking him out of the park, man. Particularly on that last joint that he did. <laughs> oh. Not to bring up old shit, but Oh my God. did any of you not take our advice and stay, stay away Some from Some people him? went and saw that, G, and I've seen the repercussions. Oh, we tried to tell you about the dead don't die, ladies and gentlemen. You should really listen. It is a huge chunk of shit. The
1: and the dead may not die, but the film certainly should have.
0: Oh, that film should have died for sure. And the more I think about it, dude, the more podcasts I hear of people talking about it, it just makes me more and more angry. How bad have, now
1: have the podcast you've heard talk about it said they loved it?
0: No. No one said that. Good, dude. Because there was somebody on one of these podcasts that just adored it. Oh, Brian ripped it apart. With good reason. Did he really? Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With good reason. It sucked, man. He said it was the worst. He saw. Oh, I feel bad for him. He said. He I thought to- he was going to like it. No, he went to a double feature that day, dude. Oof. He saw that one, and then he saw Anna. And he saw Anna first. Anna is like. I- Anna's probably really good. No, he said it was the worst movie he's seen all year. That that freaking preview looks amazing, Jake. You no, know it's not fooling me, dude. You just you, I, <laughs> you said dude, i know. This is terrible to say, and I'm but I'm gonna say it. Uh oh, people, you just, brace yourself. No, you can just look at that woman and go, oh, you can't act. You're a model. I thought it was good. I thought it was gonna be good, dog. Nah. I thought the one scene was cool in the trailer where she has the plates in the restaurant and she cracks the plates and she's like slit in throat, and I'm like, there's no way this can be good. No way. Well, if Lucy wasn't good. With Scarlett Johansson, there's no way this movie's going to be good. Well, how was that one with
1: um, uh, Homegirl? Charlize Theron. Tag on it. What was the name?
0: Of it? Oh, man. <laughs> to answer your question, no. But I know exactly the movie. Oh, wow! Oh, God. What is the name? of that
1: movie? <laughs>
0: You know, you almost had it there. Atomic Blonde.
1: Yes. No one talked about it. I'll tell you that much. From what it was supposed to be, no one. And here's my thing. I would have gone and seen Anna. Because I'm a person. I don't mind double because remember. Uh, no, you. I didn't know you yet. I went and paid for the whole, um, what was Quentin and Robert Rodriguez's movie, that horror film that went like five hours?
0: Grindhouse. Grindhouse, yes. Yeah, I don't
1: remember. I loved that movie. And so I don't mind double features, but if I would have seen Anna and it sucked, I would have been like, well, good thing I'm going to see this.
0: (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) So he, he left Anna and then good. he goes into The Dead Don't Die thinking he's going to get a refresher. Yes! No. <laughs> How so mad bad was he, dude? He, dude, I'm serious. He ripped both of those movies apart. And I think Gee. with good reason. Even though I haven't seen Anna, I can just tell that movie is going to blow. I'm glad nobody saw it. I'm I was going to let you go see it and just be like, oh yeah, I missed that one, but no. I'm I might seeing. have liked it. G. I'm, like, I'm crazy like that. G. Well, go check it out. No, I might see it when it comes out on cable or something, but uh, nah. Other for than free. That, for free, exactly.
1: Now does did uh for the night getting back to Wu Tang what they they you didn't get to see what they closed out with so
0: you're walking are people filing out when you're walking actually no we I thought we left a couple songs I think we went right on time (laughs) so (laughs) because we left when they were doing Gotcha Money and we heard okay did they do Shame on a Nigger or no they did that was like I said they played that whole album in its entirety so they did that Clan in the front. Wu-Tang, Seventh Chamber, they did Run, uh, which is a Cappadonna song. They slipped that one in there. And Capadonna, who I normally don't really like that much, he was on yeah. fire that night, dude. He was killing it. I would have been worried to do that song with that crowd. Why? Because so many people just uh, shy away from the word? Do you know how many people that I see oh, on oh. a day-to-day basis on either Instagram or Twitter or something that are black throwing that, mo- that word around? But here's the
1: thing. I know that it gets really, like, here's the thing. I know that they will say it, but I'm wondering if there was like a if they because there you have to kind of look around and gauge your surroundings first. Because I I think maybe in that arena it was perfectly fine, but I have seen places where they're just like, "Oh no, I'm not going to say that in this place." No, but the way you say shoreline is at all.
0: Okay, I don't don't think they would have taken that into consideration at all because it's one of the most popular songs on the album. First of all, you're not going to go and play the 25th anniversary of an album and not play that because of.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, Jay-Z still does, uh, 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 he lets the crowd say certain things. And I'm just like, you're going to end up getting someone hurt, bruh. You are going to get someone hurt doing this silliness. But there's a lot of people that are just really smart. Like, certain people are just like, I just sh- don't do it. But I like when you're rattling, rattling off those songs, I was like, did they do Shame? Shame on it? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, did they do? And I'm like, oh, no. I only know maybe two songs from 36. I'm going to listen to the album because that's one of the albums I need to be versed in. Just for hip hop's sake. I need to be versed in 36 Chambers. I don't know it at all, dude.
0: I think you know more than you think you do. Maybe I don't know the names of it because it be they're also not... simple. No, I don't know the song. Pretty sure you've heard this. <laughs> <laughs> You don't recognize that bass line? Nope. This is dope. This is 20,000 people saying this. All right, let's see. Uh... I tell you,
1: gonna... you what, man, they, they sure created something, dude. They sure created something, man. They really created something special.
0: Oh, for sure. I didn't even get to the part where they're actually singing it, but Clan in the Front, you never heard that song before? Nope. You never heard The Mystery of Chess Boxing? No. Uh, you've heard this one before, guaranteed. Tiger style, tiger style, yo, huh, huh. Wu Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Oh yeah, I know of that course. song. Yeah. yeah, I know this that was, song. This shit right here. There's no place to hide. The sock step inside the room. Doctor Doom, prepare for the boom, bam. Oh man, ah slam. We just bring it right here. I be tossing and forcing. My style is awesome more
1: family food the you've
0: heard that one before right and of i know you. you've heard this cash food hold up super fasts over here baby Word we got super fasts niggas got garbage down the way what we got everything
1: around round cream. me round the cream get the See, money you know dollar word. dollar bill yo well yeah Oh, okay, everyone kind of knows that one.
0: Well, you couldn't. If you're watching MTV and yo know MTV raps, you saw this song.
1: And also, if you listen to any like local college radio station, you knew this song.
0: How about this one? Gee. That is like a legendary beat, bruh. <laughs> and it's in Chef. Did you know that? Like the sample that they took is from the is from a song in Chef. I mean, it's not like they took it from Chef, but that song is featured in the movie.
1: That is so funny, dude. Okay,
0: Protect your neck. Smoke on the bike like
1: smoking Joe Fraser, the hell razor, raisin hell with the flavour. out the jam like troops in
0: Pakistan. swinging through your town like your like neighbor's spider man, man. so all uh, tick tock and keep ticking. Well I get to flip nothing nothing's sound kicking. The, kickin'. the low no. Damn, dude, you need to go do some homework. I'm not saying you don't you're not versed cuz I know you're very versed but this is a great album man.
1: look here's the thing they created something special. Like they did a they they did Now mind you I'm not going to say that they're the first ones to do that obviously no but um they stood out in a time. Like we're talking about 92 91, right? 94, 3, 93.
0: 93 was when it came out.
1: The West Coast was destroying everyone. Like, no one had a shot, and Wu Tang shined through.
0: They were competing with Dre and Snoop. Dre,
1: Snoop. We were conquering the Warren G. The West Coast sound was the sound, and somehow Wu Tang shined through all that. That just means they were so special. And it makes me wanna, it really does make me wanna go, um, like, binge the documentary. And it makes me upset that I didn't go. If only to pay like homage to who is truly one of the godfathers of this thing, as far as as a group, to be able to say I saw them, yeah. Because one day I'll look back and be like, yeah. Regardless of if I like Wu Tang or not, they are, in my opinion, if I had a um uh, a uh, come on a Mount Rushmore of hip hop where there's like tons of quite a few people, that Wu Tang sign is there. They're one of the Mount Rushmore's of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? They're one of those that be like, we don't have to do a catchy, we don't have to do a catchy chorus. We're just going to have you rapping next, then rapping next, then rapping next, then rapping next, and just killing it. And it, it worked. Most people have to rely on a chorus that's ridiculously dope. They didn't. They just didn't. Some of them were dope. Most of it was just like them killing it for five minutes. Gee, that's special, bruh.
0: That's the thing, man. That's why I really wanted to go to this one is because it's the 25th anniversary. Anytime that a, band, that a group or a band or whatever does an album in its entirety, that's something special, you know? And um, <laughs> I'll talk about that in a bit. But like, for instance, Coheed and Cambria, they do these things that are called... Wait. I know. Uh, they're called uh, Never NeverEnders. And they, they do this. I'm hoping they do it again soon. I think the last time they did it was like 2010, maybe? Maybe a little bit before that. But they did this... Uh, it's they 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 ran out of place for four nights for instance they didn't had four albums at the time right and
1: yeah. they just
0: played each album a night is that awesome they did the whole thing that is thing. really cool yeah i think that was not great english that i used right there i'm sorry i was trying to find something but you get my point like they they do that and now they have nine albums and they need to do another one of these i would i would definitely spend the money for that
1: well before we get off that since we're on coheed
0: yeah oh yeah okay
1: you were looking forward to seeing it. You didn't oh. end up going you didn't end up going, which is fine, yeah um do you have you heard any reviews of the show?
0: No, I mean, Koheat fans, if I was just to go to some Koheat site, they're going to be like it was great because I know it was, but the reason that I wanted to go to this one was because the opening band Mastodon was doing one of their albums in its entirety, and it's called Crack the Sky, and it's my favorite album of theirs, and I was just so like so ready to do this, man, but You know, long story short, circumstances came up, multiple circumstances came up that we just had to sort of weigh our options. And we realized that it was not going to be in our best interest to leave town. It was like certain things came up where it's like, okay, well, we can handle this today and then be done with it. Or we can put it off for another day. And then when we get back, it could be worse. So, yeah, I feel you, dude. We just had to, you know, grown grown up decisions, dude. But I was heartbroken about that one all day long.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, you know McCartney's back yeah, in Northern California in July.
0: Oh, you buy buying me a ticket to that? Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better, dude. Thank you. I, how much do you think the tickets are going to be? <laughs> uh, I haven't mean, looked. You're going to pay no less than $100. Oh, that's not bad. Is I that? had to pay like 300 for Dodger. Yeah, I wouldn't do that.
1: Yes, you I mean, would. I'm not Damn, don't you, you dare. But here's the deal, don't dude.
0: No, 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 no. Hear me out. I wasn't going to just like end it with that. You don't go to a lot of concerts. I don't go to as many as I used to, but you don't go to a lot of concerts, period. So I think that being that you don't do that and you're saving up for something special, then that makes sense. You're also paying, ooh. Ooh, you're in for like a thousand, dude. (laughs) Oh, you're going to be spending like a thousand dollars to go see McCartney. I do want to, like, because, I mean,
1: that was the first time that I saw Maj like really get into something. Like when he walked on stage, Maj's eyes were like, oh my God. Like, he's right there. I'm like, yeah, that's what concerts do.
0: You yeah, <laughs> he it Brian right bird. there. You just spent $1,000 on <laughs> exactly. tickets. Exactly.
1: But um, I do, again, I'm thinking about still saving because I still haven't done Billy Joel.
0: So. I dropped five to get the family there. That's not bad, dude. It was totally, well. And you missed part it. of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should have been worth it. But uh, yeah, it was it was totally worth the money to see Billy Joel and spend five. I million. still can't we had believe he do that
1: one song, dude.
0: Yeah, I know. Old shit. We had nosebleed seats, dude, but like the screens were great. Like an outdoor venue was really nice as long as they provide the screens. Because I don't want to watch an ant play music, you know?
1: That's true. And that's my thing. Remember back in the day. See, people nowadays aren't going to understand. Remember those Michael Jackson crowds? I'm like, what are you guys looking at? (laughs) Like,
0: What are you seeing? Or like the old Wembley. Yeah, you're not seeing were, shit. If you were at Live Aid, thing. you weren't seeing shit if you were in the back.
1: And it used to be, remember Wembley used to be a thing. It's not a thing anymore, but Phil well, it still is cuz George Michael made a big deal filling and Wembley. And I thought it was touching. Like he he's like I did it with Wham, but he was curious as to if he'll be able to do it again, which is understandable. He's like, "Look, it's been a year since Wham did." <laughs> and this is 2004 5 when he's coming back out and it was a it was adorable seeing him Phil Wembley again. Um, but Wembley used to be a thing. People used to want to fill Wembley. I'm sure they
0: still do. Of course, dude.
1: And technically when you see Wembley now, it's not the same as it used to be because when people are like, we sold out Wembley, you see the concert and there's still empty seats. I'm like, how did you, you didn't sell out Wembley. That's not true. Like it used to be crazy at Wembley stadium. Didn't they read? They redid it and everything.
0: Yeah. Matter of fact, um, there's some news about that right now because oh. of all people, the Spice Girls were just there. Nana Pratt was at the Spice Girls concert. I saw him on Facebook. He was there. I'm like, oh. And I'm going to just tell you right now, dude, I was a little bit jealous. I'm going to be really honest with you. <laughs> if the Spice Girls came, I think Damn. I would have to go. No, you can say what you want. I think I would go. And it isn't even about me grooving in the car to their music or anything like that. I just feel like, like they made a big enough splash in pop culture that I feel like I need to see them. Dan. No, won't change my mind, dude.
1: What? Okay, okay. Okay.
0: Okay. You know what? This is a great, this is great right now. Uh,
1: look, I will not even say another word. <laughs> if. Okay. You can name me.
0: Six Spice Girl songs. Six Spice Girl songs. I don't know if I could, to be honest with you. Uh, so why see. would you see
1: them in concert?
0: Because it's a thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh, no, no, no. Here, here's here's another example. I saw Garth Brooks a few years back, and I'm not a Garth Brooks fan. I appreciate his talent. I appreciate the man that he is, and I appreciate that people want to go see him because they say that it's something of a spectacle to see, like it's an experience. And you know what? They're 100% right. I would pay to see uh, Garth Brooks again. Totally understand. That t- I totally get that. I haven't listened to one Garth Brooks album ever, and I haven't even like searched out a song since I saw him. But I would totally spend the money. I think I spent 80 bucks a ticket to see him, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. That, so I, get that. Now, yes, that said, I get that. So it's an experience. Now, that said, Spice Girls are not Garth Brooks, so I'll give you that. But I'm going to go ahead and try. To, All see. right. All right, let's see. So, Wannabe, of course. Um, there's one called Two Become One. hmm And then there's Spice World. No, yeah, Spice World. No, that's not a song. I believe that was the That's name of the a movie. Song. Yeah, but I think that was the title track. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty on, sure, bro. Spice World. Yeah, you look it
1: up. That way I don't have to look it up. Okay, let's see. Spice World. No, it's not on that album. No.
0: Wait, what did you say? To- you said two become one? Oh, you know what? I think it's called Spice Up Your Life. Okay. Like, yeah, People of so- the world, Spice up your life. That's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was from the movie. Oh, you know spice what? That was a good. That was actually a good song. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, I, they did. Oh Jesus! I don't know if I can go any. More is that two? That. They did. No, no, no. So I have wannabe. Yes. I have two become one. I have spice it's, up your life. Okay. Oh Jesus! They did one that was very like it almost sounded kind of sixties. Stop. Is the name of the song? Stop. What are we at? We're at... Uh, I need two more? Yes. I don't know, bro. Um, I said two... Oh, um, I'm giving... Uh, Say You'll Be There. Uh-huh. That's five. And I think I might be fresh out of Spice Girls songs, bro.
1: You didn't even do If You Want to Be My Lover. Yes, I did. It's called Wannabe. Oh, is it called Wannabe? Yeah. I thought it was If You Want to Be My Lover. No, Steve, it's not. No, what it's about... Not. I want a zig a zig a zig a zig a that
0: one? Same Dang. song. <laughs> what about uh, tell me what you want, what you really really want? <laughs> you know what? I, I bet you <laughs> I bet you Gail would be song. like, I'm not spending that kind of money for this. But I'm telling you, if they came through and I could go, I would probably go. But it's more so just like I wouldn't be in the, singing, you know what I mean? I would just be there watching the show. I get the event idea because I think I would pay thirty.
1: No, I would pay five dollars to see Ricky Martin do that. Oh, oh duh, ole, 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 I would pay money to see that. Steve, live. where are you?
0: Where are you going to spend five dollars to see Ricky Martin? You in the Philippines?
1: I'm saying I would for that song alone. I like that song, but other than that, I wouldn't. With Spice Girls, they should give you an option to pay for a song and then leave, so you can be like, "Okay, I'm gonna come in for." I don't know. Wanna be? Listen,
0: Nana has different tastes than we do in some, you know, aspects. I know he's like more into musicals oh, and Nana. stuff like that. Nana, don't hate you, Nana. Man. I'm not hating on you, bro. I'm I am you right now. Steve's that way. He's a shit talker. I'm not. I appreciate everyone's taste in music and whatnot. Even I'm going if, to fly it's not to my thing. However, oh, he I'm did clowning. say that they were killing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Nana, we're going to have a chat. We're going to have a chat when I come out there.
0: Don't even trip, Nana. Don't even trip. You know he's not coming out anywhere. He's full of hot air. Says, um, four of the five spices returned to the stage, averaging more than 6,050,000 tickets per show on their UK Ireland stadium track. You can't fuck with numbers, dude. Oh, my God.
1: Just when I think like I love the state of our music situation, something like this happened.
0: What's wrong with that? (laughs)
1: I mean, good Lord,
0: man. Seriously, back up your statement.
1: Okay. When you do a, what is the word I'm looking for when you just put a bunch of people in a group that look good? It's a what group?
0: Bunch of people in a group? Are you trying to think like super group or something? No, it's like ITY. It is an
1: ITY, I think. If I get a bunch of cute people that don't know each other and they make like one really big album and then nothing else, I'm like, oh, that was just a blah, blah group. Shoot. Like if I get a oh shoot, what is it called? It's something that only works for one thing It only works one time.
0: What word are you thinking of? Tell me what it is, Steve. Tell me what you want.
1: Yo, me what you want, what you really really want. I'll tell you what I
0: want, what I really really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really really want.
1: Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Jeez Louise. But anyway, it's a—it's like they threw a bunch of people together, made a fun little group, and it worked, and then it went away because the music was trash. And now it's coming back because our music is so trash that it works now again. That's what happened. Our music is so bad that it works
0: again. I think people just like nostalgia. Yeah. it may, It brings you back to better memories, you know what I mean? Like for me... I hate I hate to admit this, but it's like the '90s were my shit. I had the most fun I think in the '90s. Mm-hmm. The music was to me was the best music. I love '80s music, but I'm just I'm a huge fan of '90s music, and I think it's just like a nostalgia thing. I get it. You know, like people. Hey, it. I was I was uh, ten years old when this song came out. Loved this song. Like Spice Girls was my shit. You know, I can picture someone saying this, and then the tickets go on sale. Oh, boom, sold. That's what it is. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> you have very strong feelings about this. I just think it's, I, I don't think it's not going a good direction. Music in general? Uh, when that can sell a lot of tickets, I just don't think it's a great thing.
0: Uh, but again, it's all a matter of opinion, right? Totally. Totally. I just think objectively,
1: and mind you, if I didn't really care about music at all, at all, I would probably not even care about it. I would just be like, yeah, buy tickets to go see the spice girls. Is it a royalty group? No, it's not a royalty group. It's a,
0: you've got me, man. I can't think of the word
1: where it's just like a silly thing that you did for that little space and time. Oh, that's just a, whatever thing you bought from a concert. Not oh, like that's a-, a
0: exhibition or something like that.
1: No, it's like something you took away from. It was a, uh, anyway, <laughs> um so I don't know.
0: you've got me i can't think of i know
1: I'll, I'll i'll text you later on today be like oh ah, was this word but um i think someone on the other side of this podcast is losing their minds right now i'll be like this is the word it's probably but shanks. um it's funny because every so often on twitter someone would be like hey this poison did this sort of thing and shanks will be like that is not how it works i'm like i believe shanks
0: hell yeah he
1: knows what he's talking about <laughs> hell yeah but um for me again if i didn't care about music i would just be like yeah totally because like you could tell like i'm not a I told you I was never a Wu Tang person, but I can appreciate their importance and how good their music was. Good, it just wasn't my thing. I can objectively be like, special music isn't good. It's just not good music."
0: I don't even think I'm arguing with you on that, bro.
1: That's all. And I'm like, we need to be putting money into, and that's why, like, I'm. Uh, remember, I'm not. I wasn't into Bruno Mars, but I was like, oh, I get it. I totally get it. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's not my thing, I get it. In sync. Wasn't my thing. But guess what? I got it. I'm like, oh, that's a talented uh, producers making good music for this group. And they're growing every album. Okay, fine. Spice Girls were like, they didn't. They literally did not do that.
0: Yeah, again, I'm not arguing with you, but they were definitely a a big splash in pop culture at the time. Maybe not for For sure, but for a lot of people. You know what I mean?
1: For sure. Even if like Gwen Stefani. Yeah, like Gwen Stefani. I get why she's still popular.
0: I don't. But again, to each their own. I loved Gwen Stefani back in the day. And I don't know. It's just like she put out a Christmas album. I went, well, that's Oy,
1: it. And like she has hits with No Doubt. And then she had hits after that with back Girl and all that. stuff. I'm like, OK, I get it. Uh, Pink, I get it. But it's just like. And Pink was like around a few, a few ye- like around the same time as Spice Girls came out. A few years after.
0: You want to know what I think about Pink? What? I've seen her before, twice. She puts on one of the funnest performances I've ever seen. Mhm. She's she's fantastic on stage. Her voice is great. Music's good. She has the stupidest lyrics maybe ever. Like her lyrics are so stupid. Dude. <laughs> and I just it's this weird thing. It's like all this good stuff's happening and you are saying the dumbest shit right now. Well, see, remember that song
1: she did that real good feel good? we gonna and back, we gonna and back. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. okay. So, um that song I loved. And I was like, why do I love this song so much? And all of a sudden I was on YouTube and they're like, here's Beck's original, his demo for it. I'm like, oh, Beck wrote it. Oh. I was like, I like Beck. And Beck's Beck's version is on YouTube. And I was like, oh, because this sounds very different from what Pink normally did. And I was like, I love this song. It makes sense. But she but legit. The girl can sing. If someone's like she ain't got a good voice, I'm like,
0: you're lying. And her performance is on point, too. She's doing all that swinging around shit. And, and she's been
1: with Homeboy. Like, he, she stayed in a legit relationship,
0: dog. What's that guy's name? Not Corey Hart. Something Hart. It is Corey Hart. Carrie Hart. Hart I think. Carrie Hart. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That dude. And, like, they've been a legit thing. So I'm just like, you know what? I can understand if music isn't for me. It's just... Um, And again, people can have their fun. I'm just joking with Nana. I I get it. You go, I'm sure there's there's some corny person I want to see in concert. I just don't know who it is. I don't know what corny person I like. I can't think of it. And I know one day I'll say, hey, I'm going to see this person in concert. And Dan will be like, yeah, that's the corny person you like. (laughs) You You just nailed it.
0: I came across all of my old ticket stubs again the other day. And yeah. I'm looking at some of them right now. And it's like, I've seen so many shows, dude. And it's like, the prices I paid for these tickets, it's amazing. It's like 10 bucks, $12. we have got nothing. We have no movies for you guys this week, guys, in case you haven't figured that out yet. So we're just sort of bullshitting. Would you be curious to see or hear some of the uh, bands that I've seen and the prices that I paid for them? Please. Let's take Metallica, for instance, okay? Yes. The last time I saw Metallica, I know I spent no less than $60. It's Not bad. December 14th, 1988. Metallica Damn. with Queensryche. That means that it was the Injustice for All tour. I spent $16.50.
1: For one ticket? For one ticket. Jeez Louise, dude. I was nine years old.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. The very first ticket that I have saved, I mean, there was more. Like I had the, let's see, Billy Idol, uh, The Cars. Oh wow. Yeah, there's several, but um the very first one that I have saved was December fifteenth, nineteen eighty four. Huey Lewis in the news, baby. The sports tour How was tour. that? It was great, man. They opened the And how up the much did pay for it? Let me guess. I don't have you know guess. what it was, uh they oh. ripped the ticket, so I don't know, but I'm guessing in the neighborhood of about 12 bucks. Did you go to Seland Yeah. Mm-hmm. They packed Seland back in the day. Dude, the sports album was huge. Think I didn't know it the was that big. That. Oh, yeah. Think about all the hits on that one. Name some. Uh, heart of Rock and Roll,
1: If yep, This Is It, one. I Want yep, a New Drug. That. Yep, I know that. Gee, that's hits right there if you stop. That's it. That's more hits than more, most people have on their album. Yeah. And people don't know, for me, I was in LA at the time, I couldn't avoid these songs. And I could not avoid those songs. So the fact that those were all on one album, dude. And I, and, and I he brought back like a
0: 50s thing. He did. Yeah, it was like a... Yeah. A lot of do wop stuff. They would do yes. that. They would do "It's All Right." I think it's. I don't it's remember song. "It's All Right." It was one of those songs where you're like standing over a garbage can. Everyone's harmonizing. You know? Oh, <laughs> kind of like "Uptown Girl." Yeah, 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 something like that. But a song that gets way more play than it should. But anyway, go on. Heart and Soul was another one that was on that album. Oh, I like that song. And so, yeah, yeah I like that tons song. of them. So that was a big tour, and that was fun. And then I saw. Let's see who else. Motley Crue. Back in 85. And that's the thing. It's pissing me off is that some of these, but I'm, I'm looking at the same, it's the same venue, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all around the same time. So each ticket was no more than 15, 16 bucks. A matter of fact, here we go right here. June 6th, the 1986, I saw Eddie Murphy, the pieces of my mind tour, which turned out to be raw. 1650. You saw, did he sell out selling? I believe so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was sold out.
1: Gee, do people forget how huge Eddie Murphy was? I don't think so. And that was bigger. Like, I mean, what? Delirious came out in 82? So, yeah, he's right on the heels. Did he wear the
0: the purple thing? Yep. It was that tour. (laughs) I don't think they were filming. But I think they just, that was definitely the tour where Raw came from.
1: How did you get in?
0: I went with a friend. His dad took us.
1: Oh, that makes sense. I just I'm rolled shocked.
0: in. I said, look, it, look, 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 look I'm it 15. is. I'm 15. It's old Dan Ramirez, old 15-year-old Dan. <laughs> With his mullet. <laughs> no mullet then. Man. No
1: mullet. Gee, I didn't, you know what's funny? I didn't even think uh, Raw was that, as funny as Delirious. Delir- Delir- like, not even close to as funny as Delirious. Because Delirious was like, I can listen to it today as problematic as it is, and just literally fall out. As if I never heard good and goo-goo before. <laughs>
0: Here comes inflation, though. So those were 1980. Let's see. 1987, I saw Iron Maiden for $14, right?
1: And we start me. getting
0: into the 90s. So I see a Def Leppard. That was a hysteria, hysteria tour. That's when uh, Rick Allen lost his arm and came back. $15.50. It's just crazy, bro. Gee, that is really cheap. How much was your um when you saw the
1: Gold Experience tour?
0: Oh, gosh. I don't have that ticket anymore, bro. Oh. I've got some Prince tickets, but I don't have all of my tickets. And then, um, okay, here's one: Day on the Green. That is a festival that used to happen at Oakland Coliseum, mm-hmm. and it was like big band. These bands were big back then. So it was Metallica was the uh, closer, Queensryche, Faith No More, and Soundgarden. Twenty eight fifty. Red Hot Chili Peppers, dude. Here we go. New Year's Eve, Steve. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. Twenty seven fifty. What year was this? This was 1991. So it Jeez. was Chili Peppers were doing Blood Sugar Sex Magic, their best album to date, in my opinion. And then, of course, Nirvana came out with Nevermind. So Nirvana was like huge then. They were just starting to like, everyone knew who they were and wanted to see them. And then, of course, Pearl Jam too. Pretty
1: amazing. I didn't know. I didn't know Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out in '91. Jeez Louise, that's a long time ago. I was you gotta in give that album some love, Junior right? High. G.
0: you got to give that album love. I'm telling you, if you go back I and mean, listen, since you like the Chili Peppers, is why I'm telling you that. Listen to what you like of them now, and then go back and listen to that al- that album, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. They're one of the
1: the rock groups that made it into like Black Folks' playlist
0: because they were funky.
1: Yeah, they had that funk thing. And like me and my boys loved their uh, rendition of Love Roller Coaster. I'm like, oh, that's really fun. Because they were just like, we're not going to try to be the Ohio Players. We're just going to be Red Hot Chili Peppers doing this song.
0: (laughs) But yeah, Chili Peppers. So you how many times have you seen the Chili Peppers? Probably like three or four times. All of the times were good? Yeah, they were always great. I just stopped liking them after a
1: while. But your favorite show is Iron Maiden.
0: Favorite show, you mean just like the best. Concert just in I've ever general, been to? if
1: you're gonna no, if you're gonna be like, hey, if I'm going to pay for one concert, it's going to be Iron Maiden.
0: Not necessarily. Oh, oh, I don't know that. If they're touring an album, they tend to play more of what's on that album. And it's kind of a hit or miss for me. I love Iron Maiden, I'll see him every time that I can, but if I didn't catch a tour, I'll be like, Oh, that's cool. Like so I'm more who bummed is, about Coheed.
1: Who is, oh so Coheed's your favorite like tour to go to right now? In general, if you ha- you don't know what they're playing, you just see their name, you're gonna buy Coheed.
0: It probably comes
1: down to them or Maiden. That's amazing. Would I would not not Metallica at all,
0: huh? No, because
1: you know neither. they're gonna throw in a lot of old stuff.
0: Yeah, and they're gonna butcher it. James Hetfield butchers the vocals every single time, and Lars Ulrich can't play anymore. People yeah. are gonna disagree with me on that. And oh, they're gonna yeah. spend. They're gonna continue <laughs> to spend way too much money to see a band because that's the version of the band that they get to see now. But I got to see them back in the '80s and shit, and it's like they were just a different band. They were angrier, hungrier. Uh, they were probably all on drugs too, which may have <laughs> may have helped with that. I guess. On in all honesty, I think that when James Hetfield sobered up, the music started to decline. But that was my Metallica. But you told me I should see them. I think you should see them. Oh, okay. I mean, but just as a, like what we're talking about right now. Oh, I should probably see them because they made a splash, you know? Like they made a huge Jeez. wave. So and I I'm going to know
1: so many other songs. I'm like, I didn't even know I knew this song. True.
0: And on top of that, I don't think that you really have the reference to be like, oh, it doesn't sound like it used to. Oh, that's true. With yeah, that band. I don't. I and don't. you're going to be in for a hell of a show. Like they always play in the round. They always have huge freaking like like I remember one tour they had like these big ass Tesla coils in all four corners of the oh, stage. Oh, that's dope, dude! So like zzz, 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 the whole time and they're doing like ride the lightning and that shit's forming lightning. Like it was really awesome. So I give that to him.
1: Okay, just cool, that cool, 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 cool.
0: I just don't want to spend that kind of money anymore to see them. I don't want to spend that kind of money to see anybody, Steve. To be honest, except with you. for Coheed. I mean, put it in a put it in. A, okay, let me put this into another example. So again, this is nineteen ninety two, right? But I went to Lollapalooza, at which point Uh I saw, oh, God, who's on that tour? Give me two seconds.
1: I didn't know you got to see Nirvana live, G. Yeah, just that time. Pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen a dead person live.
0: (laughs) I don't think I have either, Steve. They'd be zombies. You know what I mean. I think everyone I've ever seen
1: is still Oh, oak prince. Never mind. You never saw Michael.
0: no Prince is the only one that I've seen that's passed away so in 92 I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers this is the Lollapalooza tour Red Hot Chili Peppers Ministry Ice Cube Soundgarden Pearl Jam Alice in Chains Rage Against the Machine Tool Cypress Hill House of Pain Porno for Pyros Smashing Pumpkins Booyah Tribe Booyah Tribe I forgot about them Stone Temple Pilots this is on two stages how much you think I spent? I would imagine at least fifty dollars. Twenty-three dollars. That is insane. Amazing, right? Beastie Boys. Yes, seventeen fifty. <laughs> I'm probably boring people by now. I'm just looking at the. Every time I look at these, it just drops my fucking jaw. How little money you've, I spent. You've seen
1: a lot of people, dude.
0: Oh yeah, like I'm looking at photo. I have three photo albums, if you will, that are just packed with tickets right now. I'm just trying to pull up. WOMAD, that was uh, a Bill Graham and Bill Graham Presents, and it was at um, Golden Gate Park. It was like Peter Gabriel, Sinead O'Connor. Who's Bill Graham? Bill Graham was a huge Bay Area promoter. He's the one that put on all of the Grateful Dead shows. Matter of fact, at Shoreline, they have a shrine to him. Like, it's a shrine. If you go back there to this one VIP area, there's like this picture of him, and it just shows all the... I don't know if it shows like everyone he's ever brought, but he was a huge concert promoter in the Bay Area back in the day. He died, I think, in the early nineties. Oh, Janet Jackson! Here we go. 1994, 29.75. I paid for that. Ooh, isn't that
1: like the Velvet Rope? Or the uh um, it was the, the Janet, Janet tour. tour. Whoo, bruh! When she wore the like halter top, G? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <That's the one. laughs> yeah, That's was the one. she as
1: was she as good as I imagined?
0: Oh yeah, I had a huge crush on Janet back then. Uh, who did I and, do? it was my sister and I we went to that concert.
1: I would imagine that's Selland. No, it was Oakland Coliseum. Oh geez, I didn't Oh she was Oakland Coliseum big. That's yes, right on the hills of Yeah, that's true, dude. That's right on the Escapade, hills of Rhythm Nation. Yes,
0: right. gee. Oh, that would have been a hell of a concert, it dog. Great, dude. It was so good. gone it. Your friend's nine inch nails I saw for twenty two fifty back in the day. Diggable planets. Where'd you see them? I saw them at, uh, where did I see them at? The, uh, Bilmore in San Francisco. How were 2250? they? 2250. It was dope. Cause they had a live band. They were tearing it I'm, up and it was their I'm, second I'm, album tour. It was a uh, blowout. Blowout
1: Combs. Combs. Oh, dude, that was a killer. That is a, that, that. boom That's such a good album, <laughs> <of> G.
0: <laughs> <laughs> such a good. <laughs> oh, that's dude. so dope.
1: Oh, that's such a good album, dog.
0: They they went back on tour. I would go see them again. I know they probably won't be doing what they were doing back then, but Diggable killed it that night. Diggable Planet was an underrated group, dude. Everyone got fixated, dude, on, on a cool like that. That was the problem. Everyone thought, oh, yes. it's going to be a hipster thing. Oh, they have a... T- I'm looking on their albums right now. They have a live album from 2017. Gotta Check that out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Got to check that one out. And you got, I remember one, the one that stands
1: out to me that you got to go see was um, uh, Up in Smoke, not Up in Smoke. What was the one that came out here with Busta, Eric, Badu and all them to Fresno State? That was like a classic concert that, that people talk the, about uh, to this day. Smoking Grooves. There it is. And dude, people talk about it. They're like,
0: you missed out, not going. It was amazing. Tribe Called Quest, Fuji's, Busta Rhymes. I think Cypress was there. Gee, how
1: good was that concert?
0: It was fantastic, dude. I was <laughs> I remember specifically when Tribe was on, this chick got so pissed off at me because you know, it was the end of the day. I'd probably been just drinking up a storm, but I was just rapping every every single lyric. And yeah. I was probably like in the fifth row, and this chick actually moved cuz I was, was ruining her experience.
1: that's okay. Now, did you did they do scenario? Yeah,
0: they did all that shit.
1: They did everything you wanted to hear. He my son thinks that that's one of the best features of all time was Buster Rhymes' scenario feature. He's like, that's one of the best features I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, you know what? You might be right. Because that's when Busta, like, who packed the pet to get to rewind. He, like, he actually was like, oh, this is Buster Rhymes. He's like, no one's done a feature that well in a song before. I'm like, oh, that's hard to argue. I tried to think of someone. I was like, hmm, I don't know if they have come to think of it. That's a great, got great astute thought. Even though, you know, back in the 90s, we remember when Snoop was featured like 187. Uh we're like, oh dude, who's this kid?
0: Yeah, he was just a youngster back then. Yes, we were he like your dude. Yeah, we were like, who is this kid?
1: <laughs> he's
0: good. Depending on how that album went, he could have just been back in obscurity in two seconds.
1: Oh, totally. And Dre was a genius because he's like, Snoop is good. But he needs a co-sign by somebody like me for the first album. So they did the Chronic together. And then he put out his solo album. I was like, has Dre just always been a genius? Always? I think so. Oh, did you get to see, uh, did you go to Up and Smoke?
0: Yeah, I went to one of those. You're so, re- you're, you're trash, dude. I'm just looking at, I'm I'm sorry, I should probably put this thing down. But I'm just looking at all these concerts I've been to. It's so crazy. I
1: yeah, saw I Gregory Hines great.
0: perform. Oh, wow. A dance thing that he did. But yeah, I saw him in 96. That was like 35 bucks. Have you seen Michael McDonald? No. I don't want to see Michael McDonald.
1: Oh, you're the worst. Have you seen Whitney Houston? No. I bet you I can name someone you haven't named because of who you are. Let me think. What is a Dan concert? I bet you Dan has seen. Oh, no, not Blink-182. What's that other band? Um... Do you have the time? Green Day? Yes.
0: Yeah, I've seen Green Day like <laughs> three, three four times. They were good, man. <laughs> I didn't know you saw Green Day. They weren't really like punk rock or anything, but they were like a poppy punk. And they were they were oh, very, I knew They it. were catchy, dude. Their uh, American oh. Idiot tour was sick. I loved it.
1: Blink one eighty two isn't a shock, but I don't think you've seen them. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't see you buying a ticket to Blink 182. They came no, out too no, late. No, no.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that I may have caught them at a Van's Warped Tour, but it was kind of like, oh, there they are. I didn't pay for them to see them.
1: I liked how they were very conscious of who they were. Like, yeah, we're we're a silly boy group that are doing this thing. We're conscious of that. I liked that
0: about. Blaine. You know what always bugged me about them? What is they wrote? They were grown men writing songs as teenagers. Do you know what? I oh, mean? I didn't know they weren't teenagers. No, I mean maybe I when they were like first started out, 18. but their yeah. lyrics were always about how you know their parents and it's, they were writing for a certain crowd. I get it. But that's what always bugged me about them. Like you're a grown ass man. Sing some grown ass man lyrics. Hey, who sung Stacy's mom?
1: Because, and like, there's another group like that, that people still go see to this day on like cruises. Like they have their own cruises. They were called fountains of Wayne. Oh, I, okay. So it's not, okay. What's that other group that sings. Um, That sings that uh, buddy Holly. That's Weezer. Now, have you seen
0: Weezer? Yes, several times. How were they? Good, but the last time I saw Weezer, they made the mistake of having Panic at the Disco open up for them. And Panic at the Disco, they were just they were touring their their not this last album, but the one before, which was called uh, "Death of a Bachelor," which is just great, start to finish. They blew them off stage, bro. And then Weezer came on. And they're like, well, we've got sombreros. <laughs> you know, they're like, we're going to dress kind of funny. And, and it just didn't work out. Very how
1: well. do they like, how do they keep their popularity so heavy, though?
0: They're just constantly putting out music. Weezer? Yeah. I thought they stopped around Buddy Holly. No, they just put. No, dude. No, they've been around for a long time. Weezer has. I don't even know how many albums Weezer has, but they have a ton of albums. And then they really? just put out that cover album. Where they did Africa
1: oh i was mad at that dude why i just don't like the cover
0: I, i'm a fan of covers if it's done right and i think it's fine is it gonna be toto no but it's fine it's Toto totally okay i can really piss you off right now i think i will i'm gonna piss you what? off i'm gonna get you really mad at weezer right now ready what? ready yes <laughs> oh yeah i'm mad already i'm mad already <laughs> we're gonna they have to at matter. least get to the the first verse I could just I could feel you getting angry Damn. here we go it's terrible she was more like beauty queen. oh no Dan uh-uh. <laughs> how about this Jim
1: thinks he's flying is also known as a buster Always talking <laughs> well,
0: about damn, we can't do that just sure we can let's do it some gasp. more here we go no, I don't want number, oh geez dude this I is terrible i love pissing you off no it's pretty bad i get
1: it all right ladies and gentlemen i know that this was an interesting episode uh i this is my fault i woke up late uh, the only thing that woke me up is because uh, my son's, uh, f- the fire alarm went out. My son set up the fire alarm doing pancakes and I looked up and it was 1144. We should have started at 1130, 11 ish. And so that's my fault. It's been a quick, weird show and it's been a weird week. And so uh, next time we'll be way back on track because I have a lot of things we're going to talk about. I have a, a few, I have a few things I watched, but before we go, I know Dan has some wonderful contact information about how to get in contact with people like Dan. People like myself, people like the heroes of noise, people like the private community page. Go for it, brother.
0: If you want to get a hold of the show hit us up at heroes of noise podcast at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at heroes of noise you can reach myself dan at dan q public and steve at se underscore hudson music we are on facebook guys we have a private group it's called the heroes of noise podcast community and we want you there and then what else we got you can leave us a voicemail at heroes of noise.com. there you can subscribe to the show subscribe to the word guys it's coming quickly i think we have about 40 days left or something like that before we start killing that one. And then also, you know, at that page, you can subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all that. Anywhere that you can get podcasts, that's where you'll find us. My name is Dan Ramirez. We will be back next week with a whole bunch of goodness for you. Until that time comes, ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace.